Welcome to Re-Review, where we watch movies from our past with a perspective from today. Your hosts are Matt, Bobby, and Austin, and we love the films from our youth, so we're taking a look back to see if they still hold up. We are continuing our special October movie month, where each of us selects one Halloween-type film to re-review. If you missed it, go back and listen to the first episode covering Casper, the second episode where we watched The Ring, and the third episode, which was Jeepers Creepers. From amongst 30 films, a randomizer has chosen 28 days later for this episode, and we will reveal the fifth and final selection at the end of our discussion. 28 Days Later was released in 2002, directed by Danny Boyle, stars Killian Murphy, Naomi Harris, and Christopher Eccleston. This movie asks us the question, what is a zombie movie? Now, this is a fair warning. We're spoiling a 20-year-old movie, so if you haven't seen it, we will be revealing key plot points. So I'm going to open it up with that question. Matt, what is a zombie movie to you? Uh, oh, man, I start it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I know this oh, movie... Man. <laughs> passing the buck um yeah that that is the perpetual question for this franchise is if it actually qualifies as a zombie movie because technically the 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 what, what they call them the rage or whatever yeah, they, rage they, they, they is call what them. they said they were they the were infected experiencing the infected yeah they're they're not dead or undead so by traditional sense they're not zombies but the origin of the term zombie technically wasn't undead in the first place. It was entranced to become mm. a zombie. So technically mm. by the traditional sense of a zombie, I think it still qualifies, but so entranced by what? Well, I mean in, you know, the, the origin of the zombie term, you know, it came from like the voodoo world where like you, you like, you know, hex them or whatever. So they become entranced and you can control them, I you see. know, use using magic. So, I mean, but, but what's what's the nature of most zombies and most zombie movies? Is it a virus or is it something else? I feel like most zombie movies these days usually try to avoid that aspect of it, whether it's a virus or if it's religious based or like they, they usually try to do that little jump. Even this movie, they did that jump, right? So you don't see the initial, you know, wave of things occurring. So man will we get the idea that it was like an animal activist or something at the beginning of this well in this one yeah it's very it's very viral yeah yeah some kind of transmittable simian flu kind of thing that was still the weirdest part that somehow it became it like they became affected by making them watch riots and violence on tv that somehow gave them the rage and that I became mean, clearly virus. telling us something about what tv watching i totally missed that too like I understood they had like the electrodes up to the chimpanzee and they were kind of trying to like do some research, but that's why it got infected. I don't know if it was necessarily the reason why they had the infection. It might've been just something where like they were constantly exposing their brains to violence um, to like the, the scientist said to study rage and anger and maybe somehow in the process it became something viral. I mean, it's a plot device, right? So like, I guess <laughs> probably thinking about it way more than they did, but I, but, if you're asking the question, do I consider this a zombie movie? I yeah. do, but I understand why people don't. I can see their argument. Because of the undead situation or. Yes. Because at the end of the day, the, these characters can actually, the infected can die on their own. 
if they starve long enough. But then they don't eat people in this. That also threw me for a loop. They just vomit blood on them or kill them, it's but they don't actually so eat them. It's more so about spreading the infection. Yeah, so it's kind of less it's, about like yeah. It's more. I guess it's more along the lines of like World War Z in that way. It's more mm. like this is like a giant viral infection of the world. Mm-hmm. So that's the infected's objective is to infect others by puking on them, basically, or like, or just any any means of getting them. But like, you never really see them eating people. Yeah, like, you're right. That right, that, that, right. that doesn't really not not beyond anything that was like just a bite or whatever. It's right. Well, you, in the beginning, they were like, okay, well, do you have any bite marks? So, but I guess it, it they're only mentioning bite marks because of blood transmission or saliva because i think the scientists did say it was in the saliva as well right but again traditional zombies the reason why zombies in theory attack people is because of a hunger right for flesh for Mm -hmm. for life but that's not really the case here they don't ever eat people really um man it's so hard to define it in that way because it, it it could ping pong right that's all you've done for me is i'm flipping back and forth right i mean like to me to me it's like it's that the zombies or the infected or whatever you want to call them have like certain characteristics which is like when they kind of spoof this and you know Shaun of the dead kind of thing where it's basically like this how it was a metaphor the original metaphor was like thoughtlessness and like kind of like moving around in a animalistic kind of way that's just non-human kind of which we get i guess a bit of that because they're mindless here the the biggest variant from i think what we think is a standard zombie is these guys are fast they run like like human fast even faster with their twitchy you know reflexes yeah so what's the history on the running zombies is this it or is there other precedent for that i think it was one of the first ones because again in the traditional sense of zombie movies they are you know dead undead so the thought is muscles are falling off and things aren't quite working and their brains are lower function right like it's more about i think in walking dead they even talked about it how the Mm -hmm. virus affected the brain and so it's only really like the subconscious like the motor functions and stuff were preserved but there's no higher brain activity right yeah, like the person is not alive. It's just kind of, it's a shell. Yeah, it's right. it's just purely, it's kind of like whenever you see those, uh, I can't remember exactly what it was, was if it was like slugs or snails or spiders or something, they're worms, yeah, that like they yeah. attach onto animals and basically turn them into walking corpses um, by yeah, attaching like, to them or a like, fungus. There's like maybe? parasites that do yeah. that to ants. Yeah. So it's that, it's that idea of having like, no, no, like you said, it's not traditionally like they don't have the characteristics of a human anymore. And so, yeah, they're running. I even think they might've even had some problem solving skills in this. Um, like it seemed like they did a few things that I don't think a traditional zombie would be able to yeah, do. Like, like the it. one, like kind of like hung out at the window. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like, waited he, to break he, through for, uh, he had this, he had the timing factor, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good to have horror movie timing. I don't, man, this, this is a tough question. I'm, I'm still going to stick to my gun saying that I feel that this is a zombie movie. Bobby. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, to me, it has like most of the characteristics of one. And I think that it works enough for me. I mean, 
It also seems like, you know, given the pandemic, there's an awful lot of like characteristics to that kind of thing and like a contagion type of movie too. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you think back to when this first came out, I I think that's where I was in awe just in terms of, wait, zombies can be fast, you know, just taking the idea and flipping it on its head. And you're right. These are not undead because they get infected and it's within 10 seconds that they twitch out and decide they need to spread the disease onto the next person that they find but it was such a different way of looking at how you can approach these type of films that it comes like wait this is surprising and new and it felt fresh and and ultimately i don't know what was happening in the 90s uh from a zombie standpoint but it sure seemed like after this this particular film came out, we got like a flood of just zombie related IP in every which way, either movies or TV, right? I feel like there probably was some stuff, but as far as the mainstream, I feel like this, and you see that a lot, a lot of times with a lot of genre movies, right? Where there'll be a lot of something, especially like zombie movies, like the seventies, eighties, maybe a little bit into the early nineties, you'd see zombie movies quite a bit. And then it just, killed itself right like it just Mm -hmm. oversaturated the market Mm -hmm. and then you see a movie that comes out about 10 years later that revives the genre i mean superhero movies westerns like you you would see this repeated all over the time and then with this one i feel like it was such a at least perceptively a a subversion of what a traditional zombie movie was Mm -hmm. that it kind of revived it enough to even bring back the traditional zombie movie. So you got like the days of the dead and you got the, you know, Romero coming back for a couple of his movies. And uh, you know, you got, you got the spoofs like Shaun of the dead zombie land. I consider along the lines of a spoof of a zombie franchise movie. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, and now we're kind of seeing it kind of did it again. I kind of feel like the market's kind of dried up a little bit where the desire for it has kind of dropped. Yeah. Once again, until we probably get, you get another subversion, right? You get another uh, wave of it. The I mean, we can get into some of the aspects of the film here now, but we meet the character, Jim, who wakes up from essentially, I guess, was a coma. Does it make sense? Or he was, you know, uh, hospital-induced sleeping. Does it make sense that he somehow survived unscathed in an empty hospital building? I mean, he was locked in, right? I mean, they did have the whole, like somebody slid the key underneath the door to kind of, I guess, protect them. But it didn't, it didn't make any sense in the, you know, you would think there'd be more people in there in theory, unless they woke up earlier, potentially. Right. Uh, And then, and then, and then they just like kill all ethics and abandon their, their patients and like just leave. Well, okay, we can get into how ethics plays (laughs) out in this world here in a moment. But, you know, that emptiness was one of the things that I remember from originally seeing it, that even now, Mm -hmm. from a uh, filming standpoint, I was very impressed by how they got these shots to make London look so deserted. Again, void of people, and I know we have some nitpicking on how, what would actually this world should look like based on what was happening, but... Yeah, it was kind of neat to see the character Jim walk around this world and it'd be so void of other human beings. So I guess the infected killed a lot of people, but the not infected ended up doing just as much harm as the infected did. Which is you're speaking as the uh, the general. 
yes. later in the film who, yes. who reveals this point of view. Right. Humans before and after and during, just humans killing humans. I do feel like the when you really if you really actually sit there and actually think about what we saw, I, I've I've not been to London, but I assume it's similar to a lot of other large cities. Like the math doesn't really add up. Like there's right. not enough dead bodies or infected running around, considering there should be a couple million people living in the area. But then I'm also like budget. I'm sure the budget well, dictated that. Yeah. But that's also what makes those empty sh- uh, shots look so cool. Cause you're right. There are so many people there and in these places where they made it look still. And I don't know how much CG was maybe involved in this to make it happen. I don't know. I mean, it seemed like they did actually shut down places, but also I think for the logistics of the world, they would just dump a bunch of dead bodies that church. Mm, yeah. So somehow someone's doing that cleanup. The the zombies themselves are dragging them all into a central location. Well, I think in the case of the church, I think it's a place that people gather in, in dark, desperate times, right? And then it was like, uh, I can't remember what his character's name. Was it Mark? The 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 one that yeah. uh, Jim ran into along with uh, Selena. He was talking about how like everyone had the idea of getting out, right? So they were going to the train station and mm-hmm. it, ju- it just became a bottleneck. Mm. Of and because the way that and this kind of I guess is again a definition of zombie movies is there's the the time it takes to become a zombie that factors into things, you know. And a right. Lot of so tradi- in this movie, they made it like five seconds. Yeah, it's like super quick, and that's so that you can get that desperate, you know, uh, spreading that occurs. Because mm-hmm. like they said, uh, I can't remember what his name, but the soldier later on is like it would be almost impossible for this to really spread outside the country because in five to 10 seconds, you know, if somebody's a zombie or not. So it's not like somebody's carrying it, you know, on a plane ride. Yeah. Right. It's, it's very immediate. Yeah. I mean, I, I get that. So we kind of walk through the paces. He gets introduced to these other characters, like you mentioned, Mark and, and Selena, as they save him from getting zombified himself. And, you know, kind of the idea of there are other people in this world who are kind of surviving in the city that's torn apart. And you get them building, you know, the relationship with each other. And then we get this epic moment of he needs to go home, figure out what happens to his family. And we find that his was his parents, right? They they took the a way out. They made a choice for themselves to, uh, you know, go to sleep in their own timing and and really gave him left him that little note that says, uh, don't wake up. So I think this can ask the real question is, OK, it's zombie time. Bobby, what are you doing? Are you here to survive or are you here to uh, make a choice like the parents? Wow. (laughs) Maybe, maybe I'd keep the, like, keep the sleeping pills in my back pocket just in case I'm surrounded or something. But I mean, I think that I feel like, why would they take that path? Like, I feel like there's a way to get out of it. I mean, it's the inevitability of it, right? That me. No, I mean, mean, but, but was it like, did they, it didn't seem like, I mean, their house wasn't like completely ransacked and destroyed and all the doors broken down. And like, well, then they would have been dead at that point though. The problem with it is, is they're older. I mean, if, if they've got a bad hip, they're not outrunning these guys. Right. Right. <laughs> so they're like, why, no, why, I mean, why, I- why try if, you know, you can do it, you can go out, you know, easily. Sounds like Bobby's a survivor. Matt's actually playing the little half and half. No, game. no, no, no. no. I, I, I'm playing half and half. Remember, I'm putting the sleeping pills in my back pocket in case <laughs> I get surrounded by a bunch of zombies. You're surrounded. You're like, give me a second. Let me take this thing. Yeah, that's going right. to take probably 15 minutes to kick in. Right. Exactly. 
Well, that's where, like, if you're if you were doing a zombie movie, right? Like, you have the character who, you know, throughout the entire span of the movie, you see them like holding up a single bullet, and then when mm-hmm. they're in that situation, they put the bullet in the gun, right? Yeah. Like, that's uh-huh. the, that's their way out in case they ever get completely surrounded. No, I'm, no. I, you know, I can't, I can't think of a time where I haven't played the the zombie survival game in my head. Like, yeah, you know, no, where where do you go? Question. What's your prep modes? Where you know. Uh-huh. I, I tell you right now, I'm the one. If I if I'm creating a fortress somewhere, I'm checking everyone for bite marks, and I'm I'm the asshole that's throwing you out of the building. If I see a bite mark, you're done. There there ain't no, no sympathy in Fort Matt. No, no, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, it's hard. Maybe I don't know because I I feel the same way in terms of I'd want to be the survivalist, but it is because I probably watch too many movies and play too many video games that makes you think, oh, you know what, we're gonna see this through. Um, we get to a scene that there's a uh, flashing lights on the building and we get to ask one of the most important questions. Is this actually a Christmas film? Yes. A Christmas music. Frosty the snowman. Is that all I it takes? I know it's terrible. This is going back to Die Hard. Leave us all alone. Everyone has their thing about what makes a Christmas movie a Christmas movie, but there was actually Christmas music in this one. It couldn't have taken place in winter, so it's not a Christmas movie. Dang it. Oh, yeah. They're just playing Christmas music for the fun of it yeah. all year round. Good times. They, they, they just pulled out the only decorations they probably had in their closet, I'm sure. Yeah, but okay, well, we- yeah, that was the only scene with any decorations of any kind. And they were trying to build a humanity, right? Da- uh, father, daughter, together. Can we talk about the tunnel scene? Uh, you, That... They were right. It was a bad idea from the get-go. Yeah, was it not only a bad idea? Um, do you think that car could like hop up on top of other vehicles? <laughs> no, that car was pulling some Italian job level stuff right there. That was... At, l- at least they are realistic at the end. I will give them that, that as soon as it hit the ground, it just destroyed the tires. But I think yeah. the engine would have been gone too. But For then again, sure. it, it looked like it had like a go-kart engine running it. So, <laughs> Right. Yeah, it was uh, it was one of those with the timing too of them trying to replace a tire and building up all that anxiousness. And I think this was kind of the flow that I kept feeling of they were doing the quiet. Then you know, here's a little burst of some zombie action. Then, yeah. then a bit of quiet, and I think we all kind of felt the pacing on this one. The movie felt a bit longer than we remember. Yeah. Yeah, and I wonder why. I mean, like I thought that okay, this is going to be under two hours. It's going to feel fast. And I mean, the beginning, I think the beginning started off with the bang. Like, I mean, the just the way they started off with like the like newsreel style footage and then directly into the, the primate lab, you know, that's like the movie is really fast paced in the very beginning. And then, you know, one of you mentioned that it shifted at some point to be almost a completely different movie about halfway through. I honestly feel like even even the slow parts, because I feel like you don't have to have fast pacedness to make the movie feel like it's it's going. I feel like even even the slow parts where the 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 quote unquote family is getting food and trying, you know, basically traveling through uh, England, going towards like Manchester, if I remember correctly, um, that didn't. There was character development. There was character building that was occurring there there was a lot of stuff that was occurring that kind of kept it but as soon as the military showed up it just chugged to a stop i feel right and it just like up until the last part of the movie where it's you know basically the the you know diehard you know savage gym 
going on. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a good chunk of it that it just, it lost a lot of that. And it really felt like it was two movies combined all of a sudden, rather than whatever the original probably story probably was. You mentioned Savage Jim, but leading up to Savage Jim, you know, we get the scene where he walks into, it was the gas station or maybe like a, well, they were getting the gas at the truck. Yeah, it was like a diner, like a roadside diner. He decides or to go in that building, which seems very unsafe. He, you know, mm. let's go into the dark place. And there's just this moment where he's, uh, he, he seemed like he really, really wanted to kill a zombie. And, and he accomplishes that task, but it's, it's a little boy. And it's kind of like this moment goes and it passes and you kind of go, wait, what's happening here? Was that really just to get us set up to see Savage Jim? Well, and did, and did that scene actually, like, did that moment actually haunt him? Because when the general asked him if he's killed anybody, he didn't say, oh, yeah, I took a hand in killing, you know, one of the first few people I saw. He mentioned the kid. Well, okay. Thanks for bringing that back. Yes, it's his fault that Mark died. <laughs> There is an element to this movie. You can tell me whether or not I'm crazy. Everyone is really, really loud in a place where it seems like they should not be as stompy and as loud as they all are. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that brings it back to, you know, the zombies again, which is like, what are they? Are they just looking for human activity? Like, they do they hear something or see something and then just immediately go after it to try to attack it? Like, you know, and when you mentioned that they don't, they're not eating. It's like, how are, how are they like just trying to spread? It's just a virus, man. <laughs> they just want to spread the virus to whatever they can find, except it doesn't affect animals. Clearly those horses were running around fine. Yeah, and there's a lot of birds cruising around too. But so are we good with what Jim turned into? Are we good with Savage Jim that we eventually called Batman? <laughs> I feel like it, it returned my interest in the movie. I think. When, when yeah. that actually occurred, I feel like it, it gave not only in, much more interesting cinematography that ended up occurring, like they did some really creative stuff with the camera angles and like the, the shifting, like you said, very Batman-esque type motion that was occurring. But I think that it, it took it from a stagnant position, honestly, mm-hmm. to a much more interesting story where... I mean, honestly, if you wanted to really get, you know, uh, you know, deep into it, it goes back to what the general said about people killing people. Right. Mm-hmm. It's very much, it, it took away from the idea. It's just like, if you watch any like walking dead or anything like that, where at some point it almost loses interest in zombies and wants to become about people versus people. And which I definitely think is the point of this, right. Is yeah. to kind of remind yeah. us of the humanity that humanity that's technically involved here and and how i guess yeah we become the villains we become the monsters I, the entire time and i don't know if either of you have played it but this was reminding me of the last of us uh the the pacing the way it feels especially the way the zombies you know move here and ultimately i was just like i gotta look it up because there's no way these aren't connected and sure enough the uh the main guy, Neil Druckmann, came out and said that they were definitely inspired by 28 Days Later um, with wow. how they positioned the story for Last of Us, which is all about this same idea of like who is really good and who is really bad in all these situations when you're pitting humans against humans in these you know survival scenarios. 
I guess you kind of have to in these stories because after a while, just you have faceless zombies, really. It's really hard to build story. I mean, I think you could, don't get me wrong. You could do like Top Gun, uh, Maverick or whatever, and you can build story without having true villains. You can actually build it off of the moments that occur. Mm -hmm. But I think that a lot of story writers just have a hard time having, you know, characterless zombies be the bad guys for the entirety of it. You have to have Mm -hmm. an evil general, you know, a maniacal mayor or whatever in order to really, you know, have an interesting story. And, you know, was his evilness really was uh, speaking of the general here. It came from the perspective of, you know, only because he promises men women, right? Outside of that, it seems like they were doing what they could to survive. That sounds like a promise you shouldn't really (laughs) give because you can't really fulfill that. But you're trying to keep your team alive, right? He's trying to give them hope for something. This is all terrible. People understand. This is a terrible thing that he did. (laughs) I mean, why didn't, why weren't they mobile too? Like everybody else? Why'd they just like hole up in some. They had the ammo because they used it so liberally. (laughs) Yeah. So liberally. I do want to touch on because I I feel like it is important here because this was one of the things that stood out to us a lot and we're getting technical but this was filmed on digital pro consumer camera, the Canon XL one, which is a standard definition pro consumer DV tape camera. I would say it didn't, didn't look that great, right? Well, they did it intentionally for both production and aesthetic purposes. I read. So they, for the the production part of it, they had a bunch of cameras at a small amount of the cost, and they were able to be much more mobile, and they said that they were granted much better access in cities and various other places because their setup could be so much faster. Mm-hmm. And I guess they had like six to ten cameras running at once, but... Aesthetically, it does give a much different look than... 20 years later, how do you feel about this look? I mean, at first I was like, oh, this is kind of rough. But then as the movie went on, it kind of grew on me. And I thought, okay, like, I understand what they're doing. They're clearly doing something... Like, from the very beginning of the movie, there was really interesting cinematography choices. And, you know, like, just a lot of interesting things that they did, like in terms of like composites and some of the angles and yeah, I mean, there's a Dutch I, angle somewhere. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of really interesting stuff in here. And I mean, it's, it's certainly a lot different than a bunch of other movies. And I think there's a lot to be said for that. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. But there's one point, Matt, you mentioned we were surprised they didn't actually take this, which was a very London film, and make a direct American version of it. I mean, these days, you you would, even though it's in English and everything, there's no way that they wouldn't have done this in like, you know, Chicago or Atlanta or something along those lines in order to Americanize it so that it could be at least slightly more relatable to an American audience. But I guess it was close enough that they were able to. You know, make it work. Yeah. But then again, who knows? Maybe this is what got, you know, 
the the creators of you know Walking Dead. I'm like, oh, that's great, but man, wouldn't it be great if it's in Atlanta instead? And over fifteen thousand seasons. Yes. Um, <laughs> Bobby, are you telling you telling people these days? Twenty years later, you tell them they should pick this this one up and watch it. I mean, I think it was interesting. I mean, is it a perfect movie? No, but I think there's enough there to give it a watch. I mean, for the very beginning and a lot of parts through it, I thought that it was really entertaining and fun to watch. And it definitely looks and feels a lot different than a lot of other movies. And if you want to know for yourself what a zombie movie is, figure it out. Check (laughs) it out. That's that's really, really good. Matt? I think that if you're into zombie films, I feel like it's definitely a watch. If for nothing else, for what it did for the zombie industry, it did revitalize it. Um, I think that it has solid enough characters in it. It would have been very easy for a lot of these characters to just kind of either be way too like past 11 and be too over, uh, you know, animated or way under. So they just, you know, blended in. I feel like it had the right amount of characters and the right, you know, put in the right places to really sell the story. Um, maybe don't watch it on a really big screen though. Watch it on your phone. <laughs> oh, you got to get an 8K TV to watch this one. No, don't don't spend twenty grand on it. Just You're really for this gonna film. gonna see what your TV's upscaling. Hey, they they get that AI upscaling going. You watch this on that hundred inch 8K TV, and it'd be beautiful, man. I, I did. <laughs> I did think it could probably be served by at least a little bit of upscaling. <laughs> okay it could help a little bit you know i'm gonna say it's it's definitely worth watching as well i think because of that history and understanding these other points that tying back to again those feels for last of us got me in all the places so i mean i'm here for things to kind of take me back to those moments even though they're dark and kind of scary so i'm gonna recommend a watch there so it is time to reveal our fifth and final movie that we'll be watching for halloween month so can i get a drum roll We'll be watching Halloween. Wow, such a surprise. The 1978 version, though. Um, you know, I, we feel it's the most fitting way to finish off the spooky October. So that'll be the next episode that you'll hear us, the film that we'll be discussing. As always, thank you for listening. And remember lesson one, you never go anywhere alone.